Welcome to the Magnificat Podcast. We are an international ministry to Catholic women. Throughout this series, we will pray together, share insights, and hear amazing testimonies, typically from women of faith who have been touched by the power of the Lord in their lives. This is a decidedly Catholic podcast, and in this series, you will hopefully learn more about the Catholic faith, God, the Blessed Mother, and much more. Thanks so much for joining us. Now let's listen to a great program. In the 1980s, Deacon Ken and Marie Finn felt led to write a Bible study. Along the way, they met and were encouraged by two saints, Pope John Paul II and Mother Teresa. Marie clearly remembers meeting Pope John Paul II. She said that he was so gracious with that beautiful smile he had, and she said he went on to uh, greet Deacon Ken first, and she said, I don't remember what he said to him directly, but when he came to me, I remember him distinctly saying to us, do not get discouraged, finish your work. And then she said he took both of their hands and gave them a blessing. Well, if that were not enough, Mother Teresa uh, goes on to tell them that it is a wonderful work of God, and I assure you of my prayers that you may continue to do this work, which he has entrusted to you with great love. As it turns out, the Bible study, before it was even published, went all over the world through Mother Teresa's order, the Missionaries of Charity, and also the Legionnaires of Christ. This Bible study, The Bread of Life, is a Catholic Bible study. It has the Neil Obstat and Imprimatur and focuses on the readings for the coming weekend. Let's listen now as Marie helps us to hear the Word, pray the Word, study the Word, proclaim the Word, and live the Word of the Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome to the Bread of Life Catholic Bible Study. The Paraclete, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will instruct you in everything and remind you of all that I have told you. John fourteen twenty six. Let us begin with prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Father, I cannot understand your word without your grace. I acknowledge my weakness so your power can reach perfection in me. Send your Holy Spirit to remind, teach, and guide me to the truth. And may I share as soon as possible whatever you teach me. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful and kindle in us the fire of your love. Amen. This is the second week of Lent. The gospel is Luke 9, 28 to 36, the transfiguration. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. About eight days after he said this, he took Peter, John, and James and went up the mountain to pray. While he was praying, his face changed in appearance and his clothing became dazzling white. And behold, two men were conversing with him, Moses and Elijah, who appeared in glory and spoke of his exodus that he was going to accomplish in Jerusalem. Peter and his companions had been overcome by sleep, but becoming fully awake, 
they saw his glory and the two men standing with him. As they were about to part from him, Peter said to Jesus, Master, it is good that we are here. Let us make three tents, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. But he did not know what he was saying. While he was still speaking, a cloud came and cast a shadow over them. And they became frightened when they entered the cloud. Then from the cloud came a voice and said, This is my chosen son. Listen to him. After the voice had spoken, Jesus was found alone. They fell silent and did not at that time tell anyone what they had seen. The gospel of the Lord. The questions. What did Jesus say eight days before he took Peter, John, and James up onto a mountain to pray? Truly, I say to you, there are some standing here who will not taste death until they see the kingdom of God. On what other occasions were Peter, John, and James with Jesus? Luke eight fifty one to 52 says when he raised the synagogue official's daughter from the dead. And Mark 14, 32 to 33 tells us that it is in the Garden of Gethsemane. They were with him. What did they go up on the mountain to do? To pray. What happened to Jesus' face and clothes as he prayed? It changed in appearance, and his clothing became dazzling white. Who were suddenly conversing with Jesus? Moses and Elijah. How did they appear, and about what did they speak? In glory they appeared. They spoke of his exodus that he was going to accomplish in Jerusalem. Upon awakening, what happened to Peter and those with him? They became overcome by sleep. The personal question, how do you think you would react if while in prayer you fell asleep and awoke seeing Jesus, Moses, and Elijah? Do you think this is possible? Deacon can answer that. I would at first be startled and think that, that I was dead and in heaven. And yes, absolutely, it's possible. I would be almost terrified, then very happy, very humbled. And yes, with God, all things are possible. And I answered that question. I would be elated. Yes, all things are possible with God. I answered this personal question before I looked at Ken's books and smiled to myself as we both knew that all things are possible with God. Ken went to heaven eight years ago, but the same spirit, the Holy Spirit, is speaking to me as he did to Ken. He is alive in me here and now, making Ken and I one, even though our bodies are separated. I feel like I am living in the kingdom here and now, and thank God over and over for his presence in me. I am so blessed Jesus did not leave me often when he ascended into heaven, but left me his spirit the greatest gift I could ever receive. How grateful I am and how loved I feel knowing he chose me to be one of his disciples. 
When the men were leaving, what did Peter say to Jesus? Master, it is good that we are here. Let us make three tents, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. And while Peter was speaking, what overshadowed them? A cloud. What was the reaction of the disciples? They became frightened. What came from the cloud in what was said? A voice. This is my chosen son. Listen to him. Who was standing there when the voice fell silent? And did the disciples tell anyone about this at that time? Jesus was standing there, and no, they told no one. A personal question. In what ways have you listened to Jesus this past week? Do you speak to him and then listen to what he has to say through his word? Ken answered that. I listened to him in my quiet time in studying scripture at 2 to 4 a.m. this morning. And yes, very much. What is it that God wants to do in you to teach others to multiply? Are you allowing God to transform you? Yes, I am through prayer and scripture, and yes, raise my level of awareness of his presence. And yes, he's allowing God to transform him. And I answered that. I listened to him in my prayer time in the morning. I listened to him through the tape I played during my prayer time. I listened to him while doing the readings of the day or any other scripture. Every day he talks to me through his word. Just this morning, I heard him tell me to take a picture of a passage on death and send it to a friend who experienced the final minutes of a cousin's death. Yes, I speak to him all through the day, and he reminds me of scriptures that relate to what I speak to him about, especially when I'm praying for someone using my heavenly language. Yes. He is transforming my mind to think more positive about others, and most especially myself. And that reminds me of Romans 12, 2. Do not conform yourselves to this age, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that you may discern what is the will of God, what is good, pleasing, and perfect. I love what 2 Corinthians 3.18 says also, because I am truly being transformed into the same image as Jesus as I gaze upon his face. He wants me to share this Bible study with others. The psalm for this week is 27, 1, verse 7 to 9, and 13 and 14. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom should I fear? The Lord is my life's refuge. Of whom should I be afraid? Hear my voice, Lord, when I call. Have mercy on me and answer me. Come, says my heart. Seek his face. Your face, Lord, I do seek. Do not hide your face from me. Do not repel your servant in anger. You are my salvation. Do not cast me off. Do not forsake me. God, my Savior. I believe I shall see the Lord's goodness in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord. Take courage. Be stout-hearted and wait for the Lord. 
What is the Lord saying to you personally through the psalm? And how can you apply this to your life? Deacon Ken, wait for the Lord. Take courage. Be stout-hearted. Wait for the Lord. His application, be still and know that he is God. Let there be plenty of silence between me and God. God only speaks in the silence of my heart. God longs to meet us in the silence. Another book he wrote, verse 13, the land of the living is being with him. Application, by encouraging those of us who live in the land of the dying to be not afraid. He has promised us eternal joy and safety. And I have verse 13. I believe I shall see the Lord's goodness in the land of the living. A long time ago, the Lord spoke to me through Psalm 32, telling me he was going to teach me how to love. He did that through my husband and is now teaching me through someone he brought into my life to live with me. God is good. He truly is my light and salvation. My application, be thankful for the goodness of the Lord and for teaching me how to love, how to die to myself for the good of others. A commentary. Jesus took Peter, James, and John to the top of the mountain to pray together to his heavenly father. He took them there to show them who he really was, not just a great prophet, but God's only begotten son. He just recently told them that they would not die before they had seen the kingdom of God, Luke 9, 27. He was referring to the transfiguration. Jesus' listeners were not going to have to wait for another future Messiah. He was telling them the kingdom was among them and would soon come in power through the work of the Holy Spirit. Moses representing the law and Elijah representing the prophets appeared with Jesus and God's voice signaled out Jesus as the long-awaited Messiah with divine authority. Jesus would fulfill both the law and the prophets because he was the summation of it all. The brightness of Jesus's face was being seen for the first time by the apostles. They were really seeing him for whom he really was. Moses saw the dazzling brightness in the clouds on the mountaintop and in the burning bush on the desert floor. But while he was alive, he never saw the brightness that radiated from the face of Christ on that mountaintop. The transfiguration or change was in the apostles because they were seeing Jesus in a totally new way. Have you experienced the miracle of the transfiguration in your life? Have you asked Christ to come in and take up residence in your heart? He will gladly abide in you if you will abide in him. Jesus stands knocking on the door to our heart, and he will wait as long as it takes. Open the door of your heart today and look into the radiance and dazzling brightness of his face. He is waiting to share his transfiguration with you, and he wants you to witness to others the miracle of his love and forgiveness. The apostles did not want to leave that mountain because the change was fantastic. And they did not want to take a chance of losing the excitement of the moment. Jesus is the chosen one, and in him is all power and glory. 
He wants the apostles to come off that mountain, go forth, and make disciples of all nations, Matthew 28, 19 to 20. Jesus is giving all of us the same command, and that is to leave the safety of the mountaintop and go down into the dark, cold valleys and lead our children to safety, Matthew 28, 20. And remember, whatever you do to the least of my children, you do unto me. Matthew 25, 31 to 46. Our application for this week, the first reading shows faith is the response to the living presence and power of God in our life. The second reading challenges faith-filled Christians to be Christ-like role models. The gospel reveals that conversion to Christ brings upon us a complete transfiguration. This week, Let others see in you a transfiguration. Show that Christ resides within you by your actions. Make a commitment to serve joyfully those around you, and others will notice the radiance and dazzling brightness that comes from you. You will bring more people to Christ by the good fruit you bear. That's in Galatians 5, 23, the fruits of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness. Let's close with a prayer. Thank you, Lord, for showing us your face, how bright and beautiful you are to us, Lord. Thank you, Father, for sending your son. And thank you for telling us to listen to him. Help us to listen, to speak, and to only speak when he tells us. We say that perfect prayer you've given us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. God bless you. Have a wonderful week. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. To more fully participate each week, you may visit the St. Dismas Guild website at stdismasguild.org. That's S-T-D-I-S-M-A-S-G-U-I-L-D dot O-R-G to either purchase the Bread of Life Bible Study book or download the complimentary lessons. In 1989, Deacon Ken and Marie Finn began this prison, pro-life, and pro-family ministry to remind us that the paraclete, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will instruct you in everything and remind you of all that I have told you. John 14, verse 26. God bless. Thanks so much for listening to this Magnificat podcast. Have you been touched by our time together? If so, for more information or to find a Magnificat chapter near you, go to our website at magnificat-ministry.org or visit us on social media. We would love to hear from you. You can also email us at magnificatcst at aol.com or call 504-828-MARY, M-A-R-Y. Until the next time, may God bless you.